Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Why are you frowning at me? I was hearing all sorts of mouthy noises, <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Happy hump day, honey. Yeah. Big day today, Alice. Five hours straight in the air for you, the T-Dog. Five you had some help. Yeah. <sighs> you Okay. I'm yeah. hearing mouthy noises. Everything all right with you? Why are you in a cranky mood? I'm just I'm burnt. I'm burnt. Today I was it's just been a it's been a long day. I didn't get to go outside in in this beautiful weather after work because I was I just crashed and I was like I need to lie down and to do some stuff. Um so I never quite to get where I was uh where I was looking to go. So, I don't want to say I'm burnt. Actually, I feel very good right now. Um, but I was burnt. It's just been. A, it's been. I've done a lot of talking today, and I want to, me to shut the f- up. To be honest, I'm so sick of hearing me. Do you realize <laughs> that's that, that you hear yourself for five hours? Oh man, it was just crazy. And then I found out that the, the topic I did, one of the topics I did, they started out with, which is a woman who got arrested for leaving the dog in the car. Mm-hmm. That Todd had done last night. Oh my goodness! Yes. What side did Todd take of it? The same side. Oh, okay. don't. Yeah. In other don't words, don't put people don't, into the criminal justice system exactly. over dogs and cars, especially when it's not clear that the dog was not enjoying himself and she was not going on very long and all that stuff. So I did notice on Twitter one person saying that like a dog died recently in. Southington. Well, actually, in Southington. In the same town in Connecticut, a, a dog yeah. died, and another guy just got arrested today. People are getting arrested all over the place in that town, which just goes to tell you, it's a town full of rats and informers mm-hmm. all over the place. I mean, I feel like if the dog 
dies because of your actions. Like, I'm still on the fence, but at least I understand sort of where it's coming from. But if your dog was totally fine and nothing mm-hmm. happened, like, I don't understand why you're in trouble. It's, it's just people get so high off of this idea that they could rat somebody out. They love it. They love it. They love it. They love it so much. Um, <clears throat> over to White House. Uh, um, Biden's negative for COVID. Yeah, and it, he, he came out and essentially did it. It's actually not fun to watch this team lose, lose and lose. He came out and essentially said, look, see, I did everything right because I cleared the path for me to be able to do everything right because I handled COVID so well. And that's what it was. The whole thing was like a Biden. He, he First of all, he jogged out, mm-hmm. which just, just stop it. Stop it. He doesn't have to tell me where he's wearing a blue suit and that he's a white man with hair plugs. Or do any of the Kamala stuff, or jog. I mean, you're so freaking low. That that messaging is so freaking, you know, third grade level. You, you wish somebody in the room would say, "We're not going to freaking make him jog out." I mean, we. I mean, there's no late night <clears throat> other than Gutfeld. There's no late night comedy that's going to make fun of the the blatant attempt to make him look, you know, viral. V- exactly. But it's freak. It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic, and it, like. They've done so much incredibly wrong. I mean, and they're, they do something awfully wrong, and then they gaslight you with something awfully uh, absurd. And so now it's the, he got COVID. They're afraid of that. They think that's terrible because they kept him from getting COVID for so long. He's the last guy to get COVID. Well, and they're making us all do stuff on the premise that we should be trying to keep people from getting COVID. Right, but now, and then, of course, now they're waiting uh, and now, of course, you know they didn't let us talk to the doctor. Then they make an excuse. Then they lie while gaslighting, saying, "Oh no, no, we, the doctor sent a note, and so that's fine. That's all you need." And it's like ridiculous. You already it, spoke it, directly <laughs> through the doctor in his letter. You know, do you know what we're doing the, the next month, one year ago, next month, the administration, <clears throat> as people were falling off planes, Afghans in Afghanistan, the administration mm-hmm. was touting its historic airlift. Right, historic airlift. You know, doctor's note, uh, transition, not inflation, you know, building back better, Jim Eagle. These are all, like, ridiculous. Jim Eagle might have been off the cuff. And that's also, like, a, just an absurd, stupid thing to say. It doesn't right, make any and the sense. inflation is but, transitory. Well, and, like, look how much gas prices have fallen in the last 40 days. Right, which is, is preceded by, of course, one. of course, the Putin price hike. Putin, <laughs> Putin tax hike, which is awesome. I mean, there's so there's just so much to it. They, they suck so much, and then they have this. It's like having a, a freaking a, 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 a kid who just sucks and breaks something, and then comes up with flimsy lies about it. And it's just it's just terrible. It's it's terrible. This in this. Well, and it's like embarrassing in exactly that same kind of cringe way as when like. They know they're lying. We know they're lying. It's not a very good showing in terms of being convincing. And it's just uncomfortable for everybody that they're going out here and saying this stuff that we can all see. It's just total bunk. Right. And, and, and then for the gas sites, blaming gas stations, blaming oh, yeah. companies, uh, produce more, produce more oil. Wait, wait a second, you just killed them. It's like- If never- things are going so great though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine 
recession. No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian Deese said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and you this. And yesterday said mm -hmm. two, consec two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It what is not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that it, it was? It is not. I can, I, can speak to, I can speak to, you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing. This is a ballsy move. I'm surprised she didn't try and send him to... Brian Deese's press secretary. <laughs> right. This is a ballsy move, but one that either comes from somebody incredibly resolute or really a, a room full of insane people. Mm -hmm. We're going to hit recession. What do we do? We disappear recession. Well, okay. So now there have been no recessions or is this... This is... Remark. I mean, that you're out of stuff to say. You're out of stuff to say. No, it's not. It's not recession. Well, the the thing about recession is, you know what we mean. So this absolutely is not recession. Meanwhile, all the wildfires are absolutely climate change. Yeah. So we're trusting the science when we not trust the science. This there's it, it's so. In the, the problem with her, is that she's a dumb. And she's not able to sell anything from the... Right, the she's podium. not prepared to handle this question. She's not prepared at all, and she's once again going right to the Trapper Keeper. They sent John Kirby up there today, too, so that she doesn't have to do these things alone. ...thing that you just repeated. There are many factors, there are many factors, economic factors and indicators to consider. Uh, and I will say that uh, the textbook definition of recession is not, is not two negative quarters of GDP. We have a strong labor market. We have business that's investing. We have consumers uh, that are also uh, very much, uh, you know, in, in investing and, and purchasing. That is incredibly important. We have 3.6 unemployment. You do not see that in a pre-recession and you do not see that in a recession. So the factors that we are seeing right now, the economic indicators, uh, does not I have done something Alice called googled okay textbook de definition of recession the textbook definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of negative real inflated adjusted GDP oh right oh hmm yeah um I mean I think there's a world in which you can say there's like more to a recession just than that. But the mm -hmm. problem with those indicators is that you don't really know all of them until after the fact. So that's the reason why we use the two negative quarters of economic growth, because it's not really useful to know if you're in a recession two years later after it happens, as you look back and in retrospect, evaluate the holistic view of the economy at that point in time. And the other problem for them is that 
people are living in the real economy and trying to buy things in the real economy and trying to support their families in the real economy that's out here. So they know that whatever you want to call it, it doesn't feel good right now, whether that's between the inflation, the super tight labor market, which like they keep saying that as though it's a sign of strength, but it's actually not good for the economy to have unemployment below a certain level because a lot of that is just structural unemployment, like friction of people between jobs and whatever. Um, you know, you actually don't want your unemployment to be that low. And that's, you know, part of what's contributing to this inflation right now. And other problems in the in, you know, say like, child care, the child care market is like impossible right now, which has driven a lot of people out of the economy, early retirements, things like that. But However you want to look at it, what's happening right now doesn't feel good. And it's almost certain at this point from like most economists and people who watch the economy for various reasons that if we're not in a recession now, we will be very soon. And and the problem is, is that you can't stake your political career on saying, nope, we're not technically in a recession if you read all the fine print, which like I'm not even sure is really true. But even if it is, first of all, what's happening to people still sucks right now. It still mm-hmm. doesn't feel good. So the rosy picture doesn't work. And two, what if it's going okay now, but then we are in a recession next quarter? Right. So, and then, you know, what if by the new definition that you've invented next month, we're in a recession? You know, that's the problem is that... Is it's it's the same with the the inflation. Instead of addressing the inflation when it first started and talking about it as though it was a real thing and trying to do something about it, they immediately went for it's just well, first they went for it's not happening. Then they went for it's transitory, and then they went for it's just in certain segments of the economy. And the, I mean, they it just went on and on, right? Like they just kept redefining they, well, it's, their it's way out. It's how they went for it. It's, it's how they explained it too. Mm-hmm. Remember a, a, a crisis of the treadmill. Right. Right. And it, it's the same way that they that this administration handles everything. The, instead of saying like, wow, we really screwed up in Afghanistan. We really got this one wrong. You know what? We screwed up. We made a mistake. This stops it. You know, the buck stops here. Right. Right. It was just we did a historic airlift. We did an amazing job. This was awesome. Good for us. Everyone loves us. We have not heard any country in the world say anything negative about us as it's like hitting all the airwaves that Parliament is censoring Joe Biden and everybody's mad at like everything else. We're just going to pretend it's absolutely not happening and we're going to react to our version of reality that we're pretending is happening. And you need somebody somebody could to counter the communication shop because you can't it, it, it's bad for polling if you look totally detached from reality so there's where is that person where's the biden campaign manager like we need him in there is that clean is that the same guy i don't know can I you check your biden levels can you check your the levels of the um because i just messed my levels here are perfect okay so it's, it's still perfect mm-hmm. okay good so Somebody's levels are changed, but (laughs) we don't know who is. Okay, but that's that's ultimately what the biggest problem is in this presidency is just a refusal to ever admit fault, a refusal to ever admit that anything's wrong. And there is only so far that that can go. Right. Like, I understand the desire from a messaging perspective, not to be negative, not to apologize, certainly. But, you know, if 
if you're the person in charge of the country and people can't get baby formula and people can't afford their groceries or their heating oil and all these other things, if people are, they're not yet, but they probably will be if we hit a real recession, losing their jobs, like all these things, right? Certainly, I mean, some people are losing their jobs. You already see a little bit of it in the tech sector, a little bit of a slowdown, a little bit of stuff happening. It's, I mean, they can quibble about definitions all day long, but at the end of the day, when people are struggling, then they're going to continue to have this problem with their messaging, whatever they call what this economy is that we're in. But people know it's not a recovery at this point. Um, so uh, update on baby formula. Um, Rep Mike Turner wants WIC restrictions lifted on still scarce baby formula. That's the New York Post. Detroit New, uh, uh, democracy now. Baby formula crisis requires urgent action. Yeah, the baby formula crisis is still happening in earnest all over the place. Yeah, it's just so out the person, of the headlines, but it's there. So the person who who told you, uh, Brian Deese, economic advisor for, to Biden, Biden, the know all, who told you yesterday that there's no such thing as recession anymore. Um, as Secretary Yellen said on Sunday, uh, two negative quarters of GDP growth is not. Uh, the technical definition of recession. It's not the definition that economists have traditionally uh, relied on. Even though they've now unearthed a whole bunch of... Uh, Brian Deese yes. quotes from various <laughs> times in which he exactly said... Because a recession that. is a recession, but it's, but it's fine. But also from May 22nd, I stumbled onto this. This is Dana Bash and Brian Deese asking Brian Deese about infant formula. 45% of baby formula products nationwide were out of stock at some point last week. At least four babies in South Carolina have been hospitalized because of complications due to this shortage. So when will baby formula be available to Americans in the way that they need? Well, because of the actions that we're taking right now, we're going to see more formula coming off factory when? lines and more formula in stores when? starting uh, as early as, as this week. And when will, as you when will we get to normalcy? Well, as you, as you mentioned, there is a flight that left last night from Ramstein Air Force Base in Germany full of formula that will land in Indiana this morning. A specialty medical-grade formula, the type that we most need in this market. Just in that plane flight alone, that will cover about 15%. More spin horse... 15% for what period of time, More Brian? spin horse... Of the overall national volume that we need for that. More flights in train that will be coming in early this week, and we're going to keep ramping that up. Uh, until we get there. It's going to take a little bit of time for the Abbott, uh, the manufacturer, to bring its facility back online. What is that time, online. ballpark? Well, the CEO this morning uh, in the Washington Post said that they would have that operation back running in about a month. But we're not going to wait uh, that long. As, as I said, these planes that are landing right now are going to provide some incremental relief in the coming days. Planes are landing all over the place. That's two months ago. Mm -hmm. Situation is not markedly better. No, it's not. And I mean, we're going to see this with more products mm -hmm. happening going forward. It's still the grocery stores are still not normal in lots of ways since the pandemic. I mean, the baby formula is one of the most glaring ones because that's something that people really need that in particular. And they really need specific types for kids with allergies and other things. But, um, you know, anybody who's going to the grocery store knows there are all kinds of issues still of like not being able to find the normal stuff in the normal quantities that you used to be able to pre pandemic. So I don't even like to like, uh, you know, usually I, you know, what's interesting, by the way, mm -hmm. is that I search 
um, I search um, for Corrine. Okay. And on um, Twitter, obviously, which is where we get this. Mm -hmm. Does not show that we're in recession. And I'll read, since you gave me some quotes, I'll give you some as well. In 2009, the St. Louis Fed said, while the popular definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of negative real gross domestic product GDP growth, the NBER, which we have mentioned many times in this room, does not strictly abide by this designation. Well, if it's coming by St. Louis, well, then that's all you need. I mean, that's where they had to go to is the 2009 St. Louis. Right. I mean, I mean, how? What are we doing? And then, and even that quote, even that quote says that the popular definition is two negative quarters of economic growth. Right. So, it's clear that that's a lot of people's common definition. That's like the rule of thumb that's used to gauge whether or not you're in a recession. But. And it makes me think back, honestly, to remember when everything crashed in 2008 mm-hmm. and uh, what's his name said, like the fundamentals of the economy are strong. Uh, yes. Was that McCain who said that? I forgot yes, who it was. I yeah, think it was. I think it was McCain actually during the campaign. And it just, you know, obviously I was like rooting for Obama not to win, but it was one of those things where it's like you can't when people are having a problem in particular an economic problem in particular when it comes to something really you know deeply primordial like the ability to have a roof over your head or the ability to feed your family or whatever having important people in power tell you that it's not really a problem and actually things are going great if you just look on the bright side or whatever it is that they're trying to do when they say stuff like that, it really doesn't uh, it really doesn't make people want to vote for you. Let's put it that way. That if the if you're the president or if you're in like John McCain's case of the party of the current president and trying to get elected and you say, no, no, things are going fine for you as like people are losing their homes or mm-hmm. people can't feed their babies. That's like that's a recipe for not winning elections. It's absolutely like the perfect way to do it. What's up? You can use it. Yes, you can use that. Thank you. Thank you for checking. How's your beef stew? You still eating it? You done? Okay. Now he's <laughs> now he's mystery. Good man. Okay. Thanks. What a nice guy. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Was there anything about that other the economy talk that I? I guess not. I guess not. Um. What's the next order of business, Alice? I would really enjoy if you would play the Ned Ryan, Brad Palumbo clip from Fox News. I will find that. Yes, Ned Ryan. uh, I sent it to us, but this is just uh, revisiting a tiny bit our monkeypox conversation yesterday because, you know, this debate is still raging. Like, how should we talk about monkeypox? Are we allowed to call it an STI? Are we allowed to say that, like... Gay men are getting in more than other people. Should gay men be prioritized for the vaccine, etc.? So this is like kind of this ongoing debate and people are very sensitive about it because on the one hand, they want to not, quote, repeat the mistakes of the AIDS epidemic. But on the other hand, like we just got through Pride Month, so they also want to be like super conscientious. But I think really the bottom line is like we just need to be honest. 
And Brad Palumbo is gay. Mm-hmm. These are all conservatives, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Is Ned Ryan gay? American Majority? Senior? No. Okay. Uh, let me see. Here we go. This is on the Kennedy Show, which we should watch more often. She's brilliant. As for monkeypox, I, I think there's a pretty good rule in life. Uh, don't attend gay orgies. Uh, when you look at the New England Journal's report of the five hundred orgies they reviewed. Ned, come on, man. It's not what? about gay. How about no, not any orgies? Go look at... Oh, Go wow. Look at the... I gotta start this over. This is very interesting. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Hold on, I was like, I'm going to crack this beer. Yeah, no, Ned Ryan is not gay. He's a little bit more of like a trad conservative. I think he has four kids, like us, actually, oh. if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, this is a really interesting conversation because there's, there are a lot of sensitivities in this whole monkeypox discussion, and people are afraid a lot to say things. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So let's go As back. For monkeypox, I, I think there's a pretty good rule in life. Uh, don't attend gay orgies. Uh, when you look at the New England Journal's report of the five hundred and twenty orgies on, they reviewed, Ned, come on, man. It's not what? about gay. How about no, not any orgies? Go look at go look at the New England Journal's report that NBC News reported on on Friday, in which of the five hundred and twenty eight cases they reviewed, ninety five percent were between sex between men. Yeah, I think we actually have to have a serious conversation about where this is coming from. When I'm done, Brad, you can talk. Instead of going crazy and declaring Ooh. a national pandemic when 3,000 people have it right now, it's insane. I don't know, man. You don't have to be gay to get monkeypox, and uh, you don't have to be bigoted when you talk about treating something that I, is... I retract my Kennedy endorsement. She's being such a touchy jerk on this. They're all sensitive. Everybody's so scared. It's okay to say it's it, all gay men that have monkeypox. Right, even though it's not all, but... Not 100%, but, but like 95 plus percent. <laughs> men are more predict- promiscuous than women. Right. Especially younger men are more promiscuous than women. Men attracted to men then are very promiscuous. Right, because they not, have more opportunity. Right, more opportunities. Not a whole blanket thing. And there are, there are conservative and married couples, etc. But, of course, there's a lot more sex happening in these places. Of course there is. Of course there is. It's, that's not an indictment of anything. Like I told you yesterday, had you given us the chance of betting 25 co-eds, then when I was 21, I would be absolutely four square for it. Absolutely. And I probably would have risked all sorts of VD. Monkey pox and everything else. It would be worth it. I would definitely do it. (laughs) Stop. 
is that easily spread, Marie? It's not big. Yeah, it is. This, this is science, Kennedy. 95% of the cases from the New right, England I, Journal You know what? I'm going to let Brad respond. Okay, I'm going to let Brad respond because... Why does Brad, Brad have to respond, Kennedy? Why can't you respond? The United States, in Denmark, where the, the smallpox, monkeypox vaccine is manufactured, they were ready to go, but uh, because this has been an issue for more men in the gay community, it seems like it has been lower on the priority list. Brad. Now, hang on a yep. second. Is she implying that the White House isn't addressing monkeypox because they're bigoted against gay people? Like, No, but I don't understand how she's allowed to say that. What do you mean this has been more of an issue in the gay community? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, she just said it. And... What is the? How come she can say you have to say it a certain artful way? Mm -hmm. People just assume that immediately. Okay, the homophobia. Oh, there it is. He's probably homophobic. It's probably what it is. What is wrong with people? It's okay. It's it's. I, I, it is not a judgment. Yeah. <sighs> On the priority list, Brad. Yeah, look, Ned is right when he says that monkeypox right now is mostly affecting gay men. The problem is that public health-wise, not going to orgies in general is a good policy to not get sexually transmitted diseases. 100%. And so we have to be really careful. We saw with the AIDS crisis, with the HIV crisis, about how certain communities or certain gay people will be stigmatized yes. over something that lots of people do. And we got to be do careful about that. Well Ned Ryan is <laughs> making faces that show he is not in agreement. <laughs> Keep going. Hold on one second. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think we're all in agreement that, like, in general, if you're into avoiding sexually transmitted infections, that orgies are probably not something you should make a big lifestyle choice right, out well, of. But it's sex with a lot of strangers. <laughs> right. right. So, and that general. kind of, I will use the term, bigoted language that uh, makes it seem like the only people that get this are... I love this guy. How come I'm just meeting this guy? I don't know why you're just meeting him. He is great. I gotta go follow him immediately. I can't, I'm not even following him. I don't know why. Oh my goodness. This guy is excellent. <laughs> okay, well, now that excellent. you've discovered Ned Ryan, honey. Okay, hang on. Congratulations. It, who Can is we... that? Is that a former Fox reporter, the blonde lady? She seems like it. I forgot who the is fourth that, person in that is. That is that a, a timp? It's not Cap Timf, but is it a... a uh, no, no, you know who she is? She's a former Obama spokesman. Uh, who was it? Something like a Timf. Uh, I don't remember. Flack. And that kind of, I will use the term, bigoted language that uh, makes it seem like the only people that get this are from one group of Americans. Hey, guess what? Gay men also have friends and family members and colleagues, and this is not just transmitted through sexual activity. It's transmitted through close oh. contact. So... You don't fight diseases. I'm glad Brad brought up HIV AIDS. You don't fight diseases by caricaturing the people who get them or who get them at one point in time. Yeah, but we also need to be honest about where this is happening and who it's happening to. And, you know, yes, you can get it from other places rather than just sexually. But as we've seen, out of the 3,000 cases in the United States, two are children and they're both uh, children whose cases are linked to gay men who are in their lives and they're calling it household transmission. But So who knows what that means? But this is like mostly spreading through very close physical contact and or like contact with people's weeping sores, right? Like, so it it's not, you're not, this isn't COVID. You're not getting it 
by breathing the air. It's probably more like AIDS, where there's with AIDS, there was almost like too much panic about it being spread too easily. Do you know what I mean? Because if they had been more honest about AIDS and like how you could get it, it probably would have been better. Because I remember even like when I was a kid, which I think was like relatively late in the AIDS stuff. So maybe like the mid 90s or so. I remember there being these conversations about like people being discriminated against for being HIV positive, like not being able to go to school or whatever, because people were nervous about getting it from them. And like, you can't really get AIDS like that. Like It has to be a little bit more intimate contact than that. So no one's trying to stigmatize. But the point is that if there are certain behaviors that are leading to people getting monkeypox, then we should be clear about that to the people who are most at risk of doing those behaviors and telling us all that we're all at risk for monkeypox. I mean, I think it was you who said this to me at one point saying like back in the early 90s, they were saying that like everybody had to get tested Mm -hmm. for HIV all the time, even though it was like only in certain communities. But like everybody thought everybody could get it, basically. Right. And I think a lot of that messaging was to be sensitive. A lot of that messaging was Fauci messaging as well. Right. So the problem isn't that with AIDS, we like weren't sensitive enough to the gay community. I mean, there was a little bit of that of like people saying that gay people deserve it. So who cares? I mean, like that existed. Certainly there was there was bigotry over that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. But but in terms of the public health response, the public health response didn't suffer from, you know, not being clear enough that this was affecting gay people. If anything, the public health response suffered from, you know, pretending that it was a more widespread thing than it was. Right. So, uh, for example, gay and bisexual men made up an estimated, this is, while the annual number of new diagnoses fell by 19% between 2005 and 2014, progress has been uneven. For example, gay and bisexual men made up an estimated 2% of the U.S. population in 2013, but 55% of all HIV cases in the United States. Uh, if current di- diagnosis rates continue, one in, six bi- one in six gay and bisexual men will be diagnosed with HIV in their lifetime. For Latino and black men who have sex with men, the rates are one in four and one in two, respectively. Wow. So half of gay black men get AIDS? That's what it said. This is a, that's wild. Yeah, this is um, that's from the CDC. I don't think I even realized it was like so from that the human rights campaign. So this yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and that's like an ongoing thing too about like um, men who have sex with men giving blood. And I use the sort of strained term men who have sex with men because you know the the rules about like donating blood are not about being gay. Because you could be not gay and have had sex with a man if you were, like, in prison or something. But, um, you know, you still aren't allowed to give blood. It's not about, like, your natural orientation. It's about, like, if you're sleeping with men, then you shouldn't be giving blood because there's a chance, there's a higher chance you could be HIV positive than other people. But, I mean, like, regardless of that, there is... There's still, I feel like, misconceptions around this, around like how people can transmit HIV and stuff. It's really like pretty limited the ways that you can transmit HIV. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm not quite sure. It's been a while. So, by the way, he wrote this book called. We should have we could have Ned Ryan on. He wrote this book called "The Adversaries: A Story of Boston and Bunker Hill." That's great. You know who we lost at the Battle of Bunker Hill. 
Alice? I mean, a lot of people, but who are you thinking of in particular? Jeremiah Shattuck. Oh, <laughs> no. Yes, indeed. Sorry, a dark day I will the be, Shattucks. I will be uh, pitching him to come on. We'll talk about Bronky Hill and some other stuff. Talk about his book. All for it. All That's for great, it. honey. So another thing we, we talked about uh, in Connecticut today was college forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like, by the way, that, that the Democrats have a family leave bill, a, a climate change bill. So, so is this part? Of, I don't think we have that many details yet on this mansion thing. It's we a little so fuzzy really at the moment. It. So but but we can't the, tell you much about it. There's some kind of deal, apparently. Yeah. And I don't know if the, if the college debt relief would be in there, but who, who knows? Anything's possible. But uh, the push is on. Um, Biden has a week or so to decide whether or not he's going to extend the college debt delayment. Um, I don't think anybody's. I mean, I hate to be a pessimist because I obviously don't like want student debt forgiven, but I think at this point, I don't see after two and a half years how you make people start paying these again. That, I mean, like uh, I'm just uh, saying, like practically, uh, so, so, so now people it's are been used two to and it. Two and a half years. And they can't yet make their first payment that <laughs> no, they've had two and a half years to serious. make. I'm serious. I'm telling you, you want a revolution. This is the way I'm, to do it. No, I'm not saying that I like advocate for that. I'm just saying that like I think that politically at this point there is a problem because they've let this not making any payments on your student debt go so long now well, that like people are used to it. So it's like, how do you now claw that used back? To it. No, I mean, we also got checks from the government. And, I, you know, I felt used to that, too. But they stopped coming. Yeah, they stopped coming after, like, a year of the pandemic. Used to it. No, no, no. They stopped coming after, like, a year of the pandemic. We're now two and a half years into this. This not paying student loans. My point isn't, you know, that this is a good thing. But, like, I don't see how he doesn't extend it. I think you're How right. He, he will, but he's going to uh, extend okay. it, and the next okay. person's going to extend it, and they're all going to extend it. I don't foresee the people We're who have, have a civil war. Loans. If you pull this crap, I, I'm not Ryan pulling. Coppola. Don't say if Meet I Ryan pull Coppola, this crap. Hang CCSU, on. Central boop, Connecticut State wait, University. I, need to say I want you to hear this student first. This okay. is a student, and he's talking about having to pay his loan. He's a current student right now. Well, I've had to take student loans out since I was a freshman. Um, thankfully, like they've been postponed, so I haven't had to pay anything yet. <laughs> It makes me feel like I'm going to live at my parents' house forever because I'm never going to be able to afford to move out. Wait, he's planned so well for college <laughs> that two and a half years later, he still doesn't have his first payment ready. <laughs> that is re-effing markable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I'm not... Don't tell me if you do this, <laughs> if I pull this stuff, because I'm not doing it. It's not my decision. What I'm saying is that, like... We've gone this far down this road, and it's going to be really, really hard to start this up again. What, the uh, the unemployed loser <laughs> college set who I doesn't mean, generally show up for elections anyway is going to be pissed off? Um, It's not, I mean, it's not just people who just graduated from college. There are a lot of older people, too, who are still carrying a lot of college debt around, particularly grad students. Most college debt is actually graduate school debt. A lot belongs to doctors yes, no, and lawyers that. and stuff, right? But um, I, I just, it's one of these things, like the longer it goes, every time you extend it, the more likely you make it that you will never be able to turn the payments back on. And like, I don't know... I, I mean, it's 
I don't know where you go from here, honestly, because it it's going to infuriate everybody if you forgive the student debt. <laughs> I want to but, introduce you to Caitlin Lyons. She also went to uh, Central Connecticut State University. Mm-hmm. She is she's very quite beautiful, as a matter of fact. She looks like a young Catherine Bach of the graduate, and she um, she. Um, is now a phys ed teacher. She is uh, sta- just burdened by student loan debt as well. Knowing that it's going to have more interest as the years go on is just something that is very stressful, especially when you're going to have other things to pay, like rent, car payments, just things like that. She didn't know that there were rents and car payments. <laughs> to, uh, also, like wait, that. do you have to go to college to be a gym teacher? But also, it's... but Well, I don't know if she wanted to be a gym teacher. I'm sure she has a useless degree, but... but it's very stressful. It's very stressful. Well, you borrowed $100,000, and now you have to pay it back. We went over today on the air the fact that Discover Card wants $1,000 as a payment from me. That's very stressful. So that's what I if, I, if I declare that something's stressful, they're going to wipe it out for me? This is freaking crazy. You know, it just keeps piling up, and it almost just seems like something that you're going to have to pay back forever. Well, you get to keep the college education forever, right? I just think it's remarkable. You have these two people, especially her, privileged, lives in Connecticut, like I said, attractive, has a nice shiny degree, and already defeated. Already defeated. Very rich, Catherine. There are some kids. Like I did. Caitlin. There are some kids. Caitlin. There are some kids who, at 18, join the military so that they can pay for college. Yeah. There are some kids who do that. Imagine what resolve in the Constitution involved with those kids compared to these kids who are born dead now out of college. <laughs> it's freaking remarkable what a bunch of pussies these people are. Well, I can't. I, I'd rather just not. I, I need you to cancel everything because I don't want to live life tough. I wanted to have my four years getting drunk and high and posting on Instagram, having the time of my life, and then I wanted immediately entree into the middle upper class immediately, and I didn't want anything to be tough. Don't make it tough. Nobody forced you to go to college right out of, right out of high school. Nobody forced you to do any of this stuff immediately. You just wanted everything, and you wanted it now. And now you don't want to, now that the bills come in, you don't like that because you're a pampered little pain in the ass. These kids suck. Are you ready for the shot chat? Do you have Let's any go. Else? We can head to the shot chat. Get yourself all worked up, honey. Where is the goddamn? Did you lose the tab? Yes, I lost all the tabs. Come <laughs> back here. Jesus. I see it back there somewhere. My position on student loans, I've officially decided, is that we can talk about it's some strong. kind of forgive. I'm filling for you, honey. Is that we can talk about some kind of forgiveness or something if we stop giving out student loans because i mean i do feel it's no forgiveness no forgiveness no forgiveness i'm a cutter i didn't get to go to college nobody gets anything free here we go hey tom and alice uh you know just the other day i thought about calling the shot chat and asking what you planned on doing to uh differentiate yourself from jerry and howie Mm -hmm. and then came babe (laughs) i think segments like that prevent you from becoming background noise, and I encourage you to do more of them. Oh, no. One last comment on this is that, yes, Alice, it's okay to moralize despite what Tom says. Thank you. Thanks for continuing to have just a great show. 
Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. I'll try and read more gay I, orgy threads in the I got future. A, I got a lot of... Physically, it is taxing to take after... I think anyone can understand that. He needs to write a... a well, you know what? He's doing just fine. But like an advent calendar with his best <laughs> advice. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I got a lot of people upset at me for, for re- doing that stuff on the air as well. But um, you know what? Hell with them. As long as, uh, as long as you guys like it, we'll keep on doing it. It's topical. It's in the news. Story tells of a young lady who will stop the war. This lady will be a blonde of hair. The war, it says in the scripture here, was started by a man of severely high blood pressure and a man of quite wealth. Correct. I can only hope this is true. Absolutely. They've actually got the uh they've actually got uh polo matches up here and my moles tell me that Steve is a big big uh spectator to that in a private uh box by the way, not shockingly at all. Mint juleps the whole thing. Hmm. Tom, your impression of a cigarette boat was uh pretty incredible. <laughs> I'd say spot on. Thanks, Dan. Uh, do you have any other sound effects or impressions you can do? Well, Wait, Steve, were you a listener when Tom did his famous Sharpie sound effect because your Sharpie or your uh, dry erase marker on the whiteboard sound effect? Oh, did I? Was it a squeak? <laughs> I forgot you what did. I... You were. I forgot even how it came up, but you so... were you were imitating a meeting where people were spitballing <laughs> ideas and somebody was writing them on the whiteboard. We got a lot of comments on that. Because I'll have to go back and listen. You had was... a very great dry erase board kind of sound effect that so you did. the so the cigarette boat slowly moving out of the marina is kind <laughs> of a thing i do a little bit of uh turkeys wait turkeys you do crickets wait, no, hold on where's the tur- turkey i forgot okay, okay we've heard enough Kick crickets Sorry. Wow, you're losing My it. lips have to be... I can do that better, usually. I'll try to do that better. Sorry about that. <sighs> do you have any other good sound effects, honey? Uh, I think that's just about it. Turkeys, crickets. Oh, my, I can do crickets better than that. I, I'm telling you. I just My mouth is a little dry. <laughs> what animal is that, Anson? <laughs> It's you almost... do kind of a pig noise, but that's not to be a sound effect. You just make that noise. What, what's the noise? You do it to scratch your throat. Is that, that, that um, fat mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the only thing that scratches my throat. <laughs> I'll try to think of my other noises and, and <laughs> yeah, employ them a little bit more. If I notice him doing any, I'll remind him so that he can do them on the show later. Thank you, all as always, for calling the Shut Chat. We appreciate it. You can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com, where you can also find all the different places to listen to the podcast. This um, is me. No, that is Cardi B. Uh, Hogs got the fever. You can also uh, find us on Twitter at burnbarrelpod and at facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. You can write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com, and obviously find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.